It looks like we're almost all back. We'll just give it another second. Sounds good, Crystal. Okay, I think, right, do you know what we were at, at our count was, uh, Angie? We're at 35, right. I think we're all back. I would say go ahead and start. All right. Thank you everyone for being vulnerable and sharing in your groups. I think those breakout groups have been a great addition to our, um, Zoom meetings, and we appreciate everybody participating in those. So thank you. It's nice to have another way to connect during this crazy time we're going through. So this year, uh, Women in Leadership has been inspired by the works of Dr. Brene Brown for our programming, and we're using the theme of daring to lead. We are dispelling common myths about modern day workplace culture and showing you that true leadership requires nothing but vulnerability, values, trust, and resilience. Today, our discussion will center around the questions of, is your awareness holding you back? Ever wonder why some people are more difficult to work with than others? Do you struggle to know how to have a difficult conversation? Are you unsure how to move forward when you're feeling stuck in a personal or a professional relationship? I'm sure that we can all answer yes to at least one of these questions, and today, Michelle Burkhart is here to help, to, and she's gonna teach us to rise above these challenges. Michelle Burkhardt is the owner of Grow By One, a business built to serve and increase clients' ability to lead themselves and others well. She received a BS degree in elementary education and a master's degree in early childhood education from Central Michigan University. She's a PhD candidate at Walden University. Her specialty is assessment, evaluation, and accountability. Her experience includes extensive work in the education and business fields for over 20 years, and she is a highly requested speaker and trainer around the United States. Her coaching clients span several fields of study around the US and the international arena. Her passion for seeing others reach their own personal and professional goals fuels her work as a coach. When not studying or serving others, she enjoys actively engaging at home with her husband of 18 years, Josh, and her three children, Josiah, Hannah, and Elena. We are privileged to have Michelle guide today's experience as we learn to rise. Welcome, Michelle. Ah, oh, thank you so much. It's so good to be here. And, you know, hey, let me just assure you that uh, all of those things that Amy just said are absolutely true. And even more truth would be, you know, I've got three kiddos and the struggle this morning, we're into what, week two or three of school, the struggle to get them on the bus and out the door, let's just say is its own full-time job, right? Anybody with me on that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go ahead and share my screen here. Everybody say a, a prayer to the Zoom world. Make sure that works. Okay, so oh, let's see. 
Okay, are you seeing my screen now? If you are, thumbs up. Awesome. Okay, so I want to talk to you about a leadership principle today that you probably will not read in a book. You might not hear from another speaker. This is uh, backed by a ton of research, but I'm not even going to tell you any of that because that's quite boring. So we're not going to talk about that. Uh, but know that this comes from actually several of my mentors who have used this as a framework for our work together for the past five years. And it's all about awareness. So you're going to learn more about yourself and more about others today as we go through. All right. So first of all, we're going to do a, an exercise. Um, what I'd like you to do right now, and I'm going to actually time us, we're going to spend 30 seconds and I want you to look all around the room and you're looking for anything that's blue. Okay, so go. Anything that's blue. Big, little, whatever you can find. Ten more seconds. And stop. Okay, close your eyes real quick. Okay, close your eyes. No cheating. If we were in person, this is when I would tell you, I promise I'm not stealing your stuff. Go ahead and close your eyes. Um, and now tell me everything in the room that was green. <laughs> I see some laughing faces there. Okay, you can go ahead and open your eyes now. So if you're like many other people I've done this exercise with, most likely you did not find as many green things as you did blue. Why? Because what we focus on is what we're going to see and that's what awareness is. So what I'm talking about today is really helping you see your own, I guess, uh, if you think about glasses, we, if you wear glasses or contacts, you have your own prescription. It's a very individual prescription. Uh, my son actually, uh, when he was born, he couldn't see anything out of his left eye. So his glasses, uh, he has no prescription in his right eye and almost like very, very thick on the left. So he has a very individual prescription, a different way of seeing the world. That's what awareness is. Okay. And there's actually different levels of awareness and, and you'll want to take notes for this one. So if you don't already have something to take notes with, I highly encourage you to grab something now. So one of my favorite quotes is by Ralph Waldo Emerson. He says, where your focus goes, your energy flows. So what does that mean? Well, that means that what you tend to look at or focus on, you're going to see more of. So I just told you, look for all of those blue things and you saw probably more blue things in your environment than you've seen in a while. And then I said, now, wait a minute, what about the green? Because I didn't tell you focus on the green, you didn't remember the green. Doesn't mean the green wasn't there, you just weren't aware of it in the moment. So awareness, what I'm going to share with you today, first of all, is for yourself. I'm a big proponent, no matter what I'm doing, who I'm teaching or training with, you have to apply these things for yourself. Because if you don't, uh, you're out of integrity. And leaders, we don't ask other people to do something that we wouldn't do for ourselves first. Okay. Um, also, 
this works in a one-to-one -one kind of situation. This works in a group type situation. Uh, somebody in our breakout room said that they used to only work with one or two people. Now her group is growing. This is definitely going to help you. And then as one of my mentors says, this helps with every who. So honestly, it helps with everybody. Um, and I'm a, a huge proponent of if you're going to take this, let's say, course, if you will, uh, it should work for you in your personal life and your professional life. Okay. So I'm going to give you just a second to read this quote by Carl Jung. This is uh, one of, again, another of my favorite quotes, but what Carl Jung is saying here is there are so many things in our life that really uh, kind of run the show and we don't realize it. So for example, here I am, I'm using my laptop and uh, we're using the program called Zoom, right? But we're also using the PowerPoint. And so those are two programs that we're aware of that are running our time together. However, there's probably other programs in the background. Uh, I, I'm going to defer probably to Tanya, uh, who is in my breakout room. She'll tell you all of the programs that are running. She's a much more techie than I am. I don't know. I just know there's stuff happening in that computer, right? But if we, if let's say one of those programs breaks down, we have to become conscious that that program is breaking down and it's important before we can change something on the laptop. The same is true with us in life. So what I'm going to share with you today is how do you know how to kind of plug into what's unconscious and running your show? Okay. And how do you do that for another person? So um, just a, a quick kind of show of hands, and you can actually use your reactions button in Zoom too. Um, how many of you have at least one person in some area of your life that brings a, a particular amount of drama with them when they come to you? Raise your hand, thumbs up. Anybody have people of drama? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so what I'm gonna share with you today is, is needed. So make sure you take these notes, okay? All right, so what we're trying to do is find the pattern that's running the show so that we can change the pattern. Uh, see, you know, I don't know if you, you have a significant other or not. My husband and I have been married for 18 years. We haven't killed each other yet. Uh, still leaving that as an option if I need to. Uh, but, you know, when you're married for that long and you're together, you have patterns, don't you? I like to tell people you don't have like, you know, maybe I had a, a little tiff with them yesterday and I say, oh my gosh, this is like the 750th fight we've ever had. Well, no, not really. It's the 749th repetition of the first fight we ever had. And so if I can trace that back and find what was the pattern with the first fight we ever had and how can I kind of fix that? Well, then my awareness of all of our other arguments is going to be very different. And now I can change the pattern. Same is true with your kids. Or uh, I love this example. Anytime I go back home. So uh, I have three very close friends and we like to get together. Now that we're having kids and everything, we don't get together as much as we would like. But we try every two or three years to get together. So we all go back home. And of course we go do something, right? Away from our kids. Well, I find it hilarious that every single time I go back home, uh, even though I've been a functioning adult for quite some time, apparently nobody in my group thinks that I should be the driver. 
because you see in high school, one person was always the driver. The other friend always got shotgun. We all had our like assigned seats. This is how we do things, right? And so when we get together 20, 30 years later, all of a sudden we've got to go back to those patterns. And our whole life is kind of set up for that. If you don't think that's true, go to a church service and sit in somebody's pew that they think is theirs. You, you'll realize that there's a pattern there, okay? So we're talking about the seven levels of awareness today. I do not have my time uh, to really share and go in depth with you, but at the end, I'm gonna share with you a way that you can learn all about the seven levels. So I'm just gonna introduce them to you today. Again, this is about you first. So, you know, don't go through and try to, you know, typically when I'm with people in a, in a group setting, I'll say, don't elbow your neighbor and say, hey, that one's yours. You need to focus on that, right? We're not here to fix anybody. We're not here to label anybody. I really want you to go through and say, how does this apply to me, okay? And then take notes, but I really want you to key in on the thoughts that are in your head. So when I say something and you're like, oh my gosh, that's so good. And maybe you've already had one of those, those thoughts today. Write that thought down and then say, why was that important to me? So maybe there's a quote I shared or a story that I tell and you're like, oh, that's so good. Awesome, why is it good? because you were drawn to that for a reason. So get in touch with your own thoughts as we go through. Okay, so the, the first level of awareness is called animal conscious. So this type of awareness, somebody who's at level one, um, they are very much stuck in a victim mentality. Um, they are competing for what they see are very scarce resources. Uh, think about when we first had our stay at home order, you know, what was everybody getting? Toilet paper, right? <laughs> and then we had these uh, cycles of things and you could tell week two or three or four people were starting to bake because all the baking stuff was gone, right? We're competing for scarce resources. Uh, and they're all about defending my territory. Um, people who are at this level of awareness and it has nothing to do with how smart you are or your IQ or anything like that. Remember, it's just how they're seeing the world. They tend to think that everything is happening to them. So uh, no, nothing ever happens because of me, what I say, what I do, it's all because of you. So they're, they're blaming and shaming and guilting other people, attacking um, because they feel fear and they feel like they're not safe, okay? So if you think about people at a level one awareness, sometimes they're, usually they're in great need and they tend to act like uh, maybe a wounded animal who's backed into a corner, right? So you can see that animal is struggling, but yeah, you have to approach them very carefully because they might bite you. So I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time on level one, but if anybody, as we're going through, kind of pops up into your mind and you're like, hmm, I, I wonder if this person is operating out of that awareness, just write their name next to, to your notes and then we'll circle back. So the important thing to remember as we're going through here is that you can be at any one of these levels at any time. So for example, uh, a great one to think about is any of you ever get hangry? where you're hungry and you're, you get angry, like your blood sugar's dropping and you're like, listen, don't get close to me because I'm gonna bite your arm off. That's how hangry I am. That's a level one awareness. Like you're, you're focused on this. I just need this right now. Or if you are feeling unhealthy, 
uh, or you're injured, you're going to be at, at this level of awareness. And rightfully, you should be because there's a need there that you need to take care of. Okay. But this doesn't really serve us well, let's say, in the workplace, right? Level two awareness is labeled mass conscious. Uh, honestly, up to 80% of the world population is in this uh, level of awareness, and there's actually a lot of research around that. Um, the thing to remember with level two is it's all about habits, traditions, and rules. So what have we done before? Uh, I think about the education system. Now, I'm not here to, you know, jump on the education system. That's my background, though. Uh, so that's what I know. And I can tell you that uh, there are no initiatives that get done in the education system unless you have research that backs it up, right? So it's very hard to do things new uh, unless somebody somewhere else has proven and therefore it's not really new. So innovation at this level is a little harder. It's also harder to get people to change at this level. If you've ever heard anybody say, yeah, but we've always done it this way. Any of you ever hear that? Try to get people moving and, and going towards something and they're like, yeah, but we've never done that or we only do it this way. Uh, that's a, a really good key indicator that they're level two. And you need to know this because sometimes we find ourselves in this position and we're like, whoa, did I just say that? We've always done that. Okay, well, maybe I need to do something different. Okay. Level three is about aspiration. Uh, I love this couch potato guy. He just symbolizes it. Uh, people at level three awareness, they are all full of all kinds of great ideas. Um, they sit around, they talk about, you know, if I win the lottery one day, this is what I'm going to do. Uh, if I had all the money in the world, this is what I would do. There's a lot of hoping and wishing, but not a lot of movement towards their dreams. This is a really good, important level of awareness because uh, compared to the first two, it, it's a much higher level of energy. However, people here always have an excuse or a reason why they can't move forward. Okay, so there's lots of thinking going on, just not a lot of doing. And it's very frustrating when you're dealing with people at a level three that you're like, yeah, but if you just do this, your life would be better. And then we get to level four, which is the individual awareness level. This is what I call the hinge level, meaning when you're talking about awareness, this is probably, in my opinion, the most important one. It takes the longest time to go through. It can be the most frustrating. If you think about it, this is, uh, this is your cocoon. This is where you're going through the holy struggle of trying to figure out who are you, um, what's important to you, what makes you unique, what strengths do you have, what's your purpose, your overarching purpose. I, I heard a couple of people in our breakout room really talking about, you know, wanting to move forward. Uh, and I could tell by the way that they were talking about it, that it wasn't a level three, I want to move forward. It was more the level four, like, I know I have value. I know I'm important and I want to move forward in that. That's a level four awareness. Now it takes a long time until you get it. And once you get it, let me tell you, the rest of your life will never be the same. Because then we go to level five awareness, which is discipline. So this is where you say, okay, I know what I want to do. So maybe in level four, you're like, I'm going to go back to school. So you make the decision to go back to school. 
and um, level five comes in and you're like, okay, oh, wait a minute. Huh. Now I got to like log into my computer and, and actually do the homework or I've got to, you know, God forbid, actually go to a place and do something. Is that even, is that what we do in 2020 anymore? Do we actually leave the house? I'm unsure these days. Uh, but you, you've got to put the work into action. And in, in the discipline level, it's all about, you know what, I don't necessarily want to do this, but I know it's going to help me. And you're developing the consistency and persistence that you need to make your life better. Uh, you also definitely look for help outside of yourself. So you realize, whoa, I am so valuable and there might be some things that I don't know. So you're looking for really good coaches, mentors, people who can help you learn whatever your how is, okay? So think about it, if you're building a business, you're looking for somebody who has built maybe a similar business or who has the results that you want, and you're like, hey, can you help me? Level six is experience. Uh, so this is where you, you kind of begin to get some rewards for all of that risking and failing and stepping out and doing something different. Uh, you become much more comfortable in your own skin. Uh, so for example, I remember when I was going through my journey of awareness as a speaker, I got to the point where I no longer evaluated myself, did I do good? Because you see, I've, I've created over 10,000 hours of content in my time and given that from you know, multiple different formats. So I don't ask myself that anymore, but the one guiding question I ask is, did I have fun? Because if I had fun, most likely my audience got what they needed. And so I'm much more comfortable with the speaking process, first of all, just because there's confidence that comes from preparation, right? And that's why this level is important. All of that building that you're doing is leading up until this moment. And this is where your life begins to, to have much more peace uh, and joy and a purpose. And so at level six, you're really run by principles, not rules. So what does that mean? Well, level two, remember, is all about rules. So I can't step out of this kind of prescribed notion of how, how to do things. At level six, it's more about principles. So you realize that there are certain rules that will never work. Uh, rules, in my opinion, honestly, are meant to, to work about 80% of the time. And then 10% of the time, there's always a reason why it's not going to work. And 10% of the time, always a reason why that particular rule is not good enough. And so principles might be, uh, right now I'm working with a business coach and when we come together, we're talking about principles of pricing. That's a big one for me right now. I'm jumping into a, uh, a new kind of service that I wanna offer. And so he's teaching me the principles, but I go back to who I am and what I'm about. And I say, how can I apply that principle rather than worrying about the rule? This is also where you niche down. So there's a great book actually by that title called Niche Down, uh, especially if you're uh, a business owner. So trying to figure out who are the people that I work with. So not only what am I good at, but who do I really want to work with? And I also think about it this way. Uh, you know, I've got three kids and they're in middle school and high school now. So very different world we're in. Also, my oldest just started driving a few weeks ago and he heard us hit his first deer last night. <sighs> Send your good thoughts and vibes my way, okay? Uh, but when I think about my kids and this idea of niching down, as they're getting older, I have to niche down my rules with them and realize 
I need to make sure that they're having um, experiences in their own right where they're failing a little bit. So rather than coming in as their mom and scooping them up, I have to make sure, and sometimes I'm even designing things so that they fail because they only have so many more years here at home. And I want them to fail with when there's a safety net as opposed to, you know, taking care of them as much as I can now and hoping I did a good job later on. So I'm niching down with some of the things. So, so for example, I'm, I'm just letting, letting up my guard a little bit. Um, it's a little scary, but I, I'm assured that it's going to work. Uh, and then you just gain more freedom at this level. And then it's all leading up to level seven, which is mastery. Um, and this is the idea that you are actually making things happen. Uh, so I'll give you a great example. With my business, I am a speaker and a trainer and a coach. A hundred percent of my business before COVID was done in person. As soon as we had our first stay at home order happening, uh, for the first couple weeks, every day I was getting a notice, five to 12 emails a day, hey, this event is canceled. Hey, this event is canceled. If I heard one more time, due to unprecedented events, no, I don't wanna hear that word anymore, right? Um, and so up to, up to this point, I've had 87 live events get canceled due to COVID. However, my business numbers have never been better. And I believe it's because I've had so many different experiences in my business, so many, um, you know, opportunities to apply those rules, to, to be disciplined, to get the experience that now I'm like, okay, what are we doing now? Uh, and so I was able to use all of my online resources and 100% of my business literally has been done from sitting in this chair. Uh, and I've had more impact. I think our, my impact number this year is now up to 45,000 people in different classes and trainings that I've been to, uh, almost three times as much as I had last year. So uh, this level of mastery is where you make things happen, but also you realize that nobody can hurt you. So reflect on that a little bit. Level one awareness is that victimhood where everybody is hurting you. But level seven is where nobody can hurt you because you do bob and weave. Like, okay, this is what we're doing now. So for example, you might have a full day schedule and you're like, oh, this is a great schedule uh, and lots of really great people to meet, good business to do. And then what happens? The school calls and says, hey, you've got a sick kid, right? Amy shared that at the beginning, what do you do? Uh, well, you bob and weave. You're like, okay, this is clearly what we're doing today. And at the mastery level, you're still able to make things happen. Uh, you just realize that maybe the thing that you plan might be a little different, okay? So you're able to pivot a little bit better. And at this level, you have much more momentum in your life because you don't let those little things keep you down. So where are you? If you had, and, and this is the majority of the time, um, think about for yourself, uh, I'm going to give you a couple, couple minutes just to think about which one of these levels represents you the most and maybe write down which level and why. Okay, so I'll give you, I'll give you about a minute to do that.
Okay. So maybe in a second, if we have time, we'll allow people to kind of jump in and, and share with us what you think. Um, but as I was putting this together, I was really thinking about you all and how uh, you, you've, you're showing up here on a Tuesday afternoon and sometimes Tuesdays are very busy. And much like Amy shared earlier, you know, she's got stuff going on and I'm sure all of you do, but you showed up here anyway. So I'm gonna take a wild guess and say that everybody on this video today is at least a level four or higher. Okay, so awesome. This is a good group to be in. So again, thinking about the people that you're working with. So what are their levels of awareness? So I'll give you a couple examples. My husband, I love him dearly. He is a uh, an extremely intelligent man uh, and he is struggling right now through that level four awareness trying to see how awesome he is i see it i try to tell him regularly uh, but he's just struggling and so i'm trying to do everything i can to get him connected to other men who can show him how how awesome he is and what his skills and strengths are and it's hard to watch him go through that. Uh, but I know that he's got to go through that struggle in order to, to become who he's made to be. I have a dear friend of mine right now who is very much stuck in level two. Everything is all about a rule, right? So uh, you, you can't go drive your car if, if you don't have your mask on. You can't leave the house if you don't have your mask on. Okay, well, let's, let's talk through that. I'm the only one in my car. I personally don't feel like I need to wear a mask when I'm in my car, but hey, I'm going to allow you, if you feel like you need to do that, go ahead. I just don't feel like I need to follow that rule, okay? Um, there's a, another gentleman I work with. I love him to death, and, and he, the other day, he, he was just sharing all of the stuff that he felt like the world needed to do, right? And he had a list of like 10 things that he said, well, if people just did this and this and this and this and this. And as I listened to him, I thought, wow, that, first of all, that would be a very boring world. And secondly, that allows for no diversity, no diversity of thought, because he felt like this is all common sense, right? I don't know if you know this or not, but common sense is a flower that doesn't grow in everyone's garden. Okay, you might want to write that down. Uh, common is not common. We think everybody should know it, therefore it should be common, right? And it doesn't make sense because most of the things that we think are common sense actually are rooted in some irrationality or fear. Uh, so it's the biggest oxymoron in the world. And so what he was really communicating to me was, this is the level of awareness that I'm at. And because I, I can see that, I honor that, okay? The biggest question I often get when I'm talking about awareness is how in the world do you deal with people who are at a lower level of awareness? They just don't get it. How do you deal with them? So let me share you with you a couple tips and we'll, we'll wrap this up. So this is what I call the awareness disconnect where you're at a higher level and somebody's at a lower level. First of all, acknowledge them as a person. They're trying to make it through this world just like everybody else. They have the same dreams and hopes and aspirations, whether they're aware of them or not, they have them. Sometimes you run across somebody and you're just like, yeah, they don't get it. Love on them anyway, okay? And then uh, there's two big tips. Save your breath and limit your time. You're gonna come across people that, that fight you all the time. Don't try to convince them. Because you see, unless they're open to that, 
you are going to waste your breath because nobody likes free advice. Okay. Um, so just save your breath. I, I promise it will be okay. They just want to hear themselves talk anyway. So just let them talk. And then as much as possible, limit your time. Sometimes you live with people of a lower awareness and you can't really limit your time with them. Children are all on their own different levels of awareness. I think of toddlers. Toddlers are mostly level one. <laughs> you know, they're going to fight you. They're going to uh, mine, 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 right? So we honor those toddlers because we realize they're on a journey. What typically happens is that we see an adult body and we assume that they also have an adult awareness. Not always the case, okay? And then um, there's one idea that has helped me the most. When you're at level four awareness and you're really struggling, who am I? What am I going to do in this world? There's a principle my mentor taught me and it's called crabs in a pot. Now, let me preface this with, I have never boiled a crab in my life. So please don't send me an email saying, you know, I, I shouldn't hurt animals. But if you boil crabs, uh, when you put them in the pot and they're alive, which first of all, I don't even know why you would do that, but I'm sure that that's actually a thing. So you put the crabs in the pot and, and they're boiling. Well, what happens is that one of the crabs is going to crawl on the back of another crab to try to get out of the pot. That's natural, right? That's kind of like level four. Here I am. I realize the things in my environment are not necessarily helping me and I want something different. So I'm trying to crawl out of the pot. But the crabs on the bottom also are trying to have a better life. And what they'll do is they'll grab the pot that's trying to, to or the crab that's cr trying to crawl out and they'll pull them down. And this happens over and over and over again. And pretty soon there's no pots getting out of, or no crabs getting out of the pots and they're all dead. Okay. And the reason why I share that is because when you're trying to do something and you might not be in an environment that has people of a higher awareness, the, the level one, two, and three are very supportive until you actually try to step out and do something. So I saw this meme this morning and I've seen it a few times and it basically says, um, hey, I've decided to go back to school. And then it's got all of the people in this guy's life saying, wow, that's awesome, congratulations, you know, go, go do it, right? And then the next thing is, hey, I've decided to, to open up my own business. And the very same people list all of the reasons why they think he shouldn't. And he's like, I don't understand why going to school is okay, but starting your own business is not. And really it's this, uh, they don't understand. They're trying to keep you safe because they're seeing it from their level of awareness. They're the crabs that are trying to pull you down. Okay. So if you find that you're at this level of awareness and you're trying to fight through those, you need to seek people who are at a higher level of awareness. People who've either gotten the result that you want or who you're like, hey, they are definitely a thinker. They're not just going with everybody else. They do their own thinking. I need to be connected with them, okay? And sometimes you're, you're at a certain level of awareness. Let's say you're at a level four and you're really trying to understand who you are and, and come into your own. And there's somebody out in the world who's at a level seven mastery level and they are making things happen let them fly. Okay. Especially if they're an employee or a team member of yours, let them fly because you can kind of ride on their coattails a little bit. One of the things I often see in the workplace is that there's somebody who is really trying to do some amazing things, but people who are in the leadership position are at a lower level of awareness and they don't realize this person isn't trying to make your life hectic. Um, they, they literally are just thinking at a different level of awareness. 
So the, the next steps, uh, honestly, just because there's so much here that I could share more with you, I've created this two hour course if you're interested. So the one hour is just going much more in detail of the awareness, especially the tips. So how do you deal with somebody at level one, level two, level three, and so on. And then the other hour is gonna walk you through my five-step problem solving system that I've been using with every single coaching client, especially since COVID. Uh, because the one thing I know, whether we have COVID you know, here coming up in the future or not, you're probably gonna have to deal with solving a problem at some point in your life. And so that problem solving system is very simple, but it's very impactful, especially when you use it within a team, okay? Um, so definitely do this for, for yourself, but this course is set up to help you understand awareness within a team setting, and then how do you take it to the next level and solve problems as a team. So I'm going to leave the link in the chat box here pretty soon. Uh, totally complimentary to you, just my free gift to you. Um, no strings attached, you can watch it or not, totally up to you. So the, the ending thought I have here is you want to find the patterns that are running your life so that you can change the pattern. So if you feel like you've always wanted something different, but you're not quite sure what, well, figure out which level of awareness you are and ask yourself who's at a higher level of awareness and how can I connect with them? Okay. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and stop share. And who am I going to for the next part? Are we doing Q&A? Yes, Amy's nodding. Yep, if anybody has any questions, feel free to share those right now. That would be great. That was a great presentation, Michelle. I think it's so important to understand that people are at those different levels of awareness, especially during this time that we're going through. I mean, even things yeah. like you have to understand how scared some people are yes. and how pe other people are so, I'm not wearing a mask, all that stuff. And just balancing that and understanding people is. Yeah, absolutely. And realizing that none of this has anything to do with who's right or who's wrong. Um, I actually ascribe to not right and wrong, but what's right and more right, especially when I'm working with another person because I want to honor where you're at. You might be at a very different level of awareness and you might have really good reasons for that, right? Um, and I want to honor that. And I also want to encourage you to the next step. And if I come in and I tell you that you're wrong, because here I am further along in my journey, these, this is what I know and you're wrong. Well, that doesn't honor you and it doesn't encourage that next person. So I might come in and say, wow, I can totally see where you're coming from. And how could you have more X in your life? So I'm asking them a question, getting them to choose and decide something and decide if that's even something that they want in their life. And if they don't, that's fine. I just move on to the next person. Mm -hmm. That's great. Um, everybody's very complimentary, thanking you and saying what a great job. Uh, Rebecca had a question. Um, have you found that people respond based off of the awareness of the other person? Yes, uh, especially at the lower levels of awareness, they, they kind of fight each other. 
Um, and sometimes you can get sucked down, especially, I, I call it with my coaching clients, uh, you kind of forgot yourself there for a minute, didn't you? you? You forgot how powerful you are, that you have choice. You forgot that you don't have to go down that road. Uh, there's a meme out there that says you don't have to attend every, um, every argument you're invited to. I love that. So true. Uh, that somebody is, is arguing and they're not arguing because they want to have an argument. They're arguing usually from a lack of awareness. And so you can just honor and, I, okay, I totally get you. Like I let people be wrong all the time. It's fun. That's great to remember during election season too, when everybody's all fired up. <laughs> and, and realizing we all have uh, our perspective. If I were to put all of us into a room, not a room, maybe a field, uh, and, and blindfolded us all and said, listen, I want us to describe this, this elephant. And we had never known about an elephant. All right, you all are gonna feel around and try to figure out and tell me, you know, what does this elephant feel like? What does it look like? Well, depending on where you are with the elephant is gonna depend on how you describe it. One of you is gonna get the tail, so you're gonna describe the elephant this way. Are you right? Yes. One of you is going to get the trunk and you're going to describe it that way. Are you right? Yes. All of us are going to have a very different feel of the elephant. Each one of us is going to be right, but the total picture makes us completely right. So, you know, we as humans, we think that there's safety in this us versus them, you versus me, right versus wrong, this dichotomy, when in reality, it's, there's no safety there whatsoever. It's always going to put us in a place where we have to fight each other. So the only true safety, and there's a book out there by Miles McPherson, I highly recommend it, called The Third Option. If you want to know more about diversity across all things, Miles McPherson, the third option. And he basically covers this idea like, what if there was a third option and not an us versus a them, but a we? I love that. And when you apply that to awareness, um, that's so true because it's not about, oh, look at me. I, I know so much more than you do. Well, maybe even this one area, but maybe you're a higher level of awareness in a different area. If we can honor value and respect each other from where we're at right now, and come together and share those perspectives, then we'll have a better understanding of what the real truth is. That's great. Um, Jamie just asked, what was that book again you mentioned? Yep, Miles McPherson, uh, The Third Option. The Third Option. Yep. Yeah. Right. I also love the, the quote that you said during your presentation, common sense is not a flower that grows in everyone's garden. <laughs> I, I love that. I've never heard that before. And I think it's awesome because yes. sometimes you need to remember that. And yep. You need to put that one on your computer, on your phone, you know, in your car, just put it everywhere. Mm -hmm. yep. Good to remember. Okay, I don't see any. Oh, um, actually, someone asked, um, could you give a little um, synopsis of your business? Sure. Uh, it's a big question, but sure. Um, so I focus on several things, leadership, coaching, uh, and speaking. And so I'm transitioning more over to the uh, early childhood education field only because uh, I found during COVID that we... We have amazing people in early childhood education. There are certain holes. So for example, my training counterparts, uh, they're very, let's say they're very much stuck in level two awareness. This is how we've always done things. And so Zoom was like, ooh, out of the box for them. 
And I, I honor that and value that. However, um, I think that's the reason why my business grew so much is because there weren't as many people in the field who were out there and doing really high quality things. And so I'm on a mission to replicate what I have done with them, show them that there's another option in early childhood and that people are waiting for them to step into that leadership role. Uh, and so we're focusing on helping people understand leadership qualities. So uh, I have been a member of the John Maxwell team for the last five years. I'm an executive director with him. John's my guy. Uh, and so he and I actually have traveled to several different countries to do leadership training together. Uh, so leadership is just in, in me. Uh, and then the, the coaching aspect, coaching is actually the highest form of leadership. And it's very much centered around this idea of awareness, helping people understand this is where you're at and how can we get you to the next step. Uh, and then, honestly, I, I do a ton of work with mindset. So uh, one of the really cool things, I've, I've just finished up a training and it's called PERC training. Uh, and it takes about a year to go through the whole process. And basically it's a way to work with anybody in uh, an agency organization or business who wants to assure that their group or their team is gonna actually make whatever change initiative you're trying uh, to, to do. So for example, let's say you're, you're launching a new product and you've got your team together and you're like, okay, what are the beliefs that we need to have as a group to ensure that this is gonna work? Because we know that all behavior comes from a belief. And if you don't have the beliefs that, yes, this is important, yes, this is, we're actually gonna go and sell this, it's never ever going to work, no matter what plan you put forward. Um, so it's a special kind of coaching where I can come in and just fine tune things to make sure that you guys are all on the same page and aligned with your, your plan, uh, your purpose and your beliefs so that you can move forward very quickly. So I do all kinds of things. Uh, I'm not one of those where I put everything out on my website because there's so much, but really in essence, what I do is I help people figure out what is it that you want and how can we get it? Great. Very good. Awesome. Well, um, I don't see any other questions. Um, Trish did want to share that the third option is available on the shelf at Hoyt Library right now. So rush out and get nice. that. <laughs> um, I'd just like to thank you again, Michelle. It was a great presentation. We appreciate having you today. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, thank you to Michelle Grecar and Angie Krenz on our programming committee, as always, for organizing this presentation. And thank you to all of you for taking time and joining us today. Our next Zoom presentation will be on October 27th, when Suzanne Greenberg will share with us part two of Learning to Rise. And then on November 24th, we will be learning to lead with gratitude in challenging times. They should both be great events. You can watch for more details either on our website or on our Facebook page. One last reminder, um, we are still accepting nominations for the 2021 Board of Directors for Women in Leadership. So you can uh, look for that nomination form on our website or you should have also received an email if you're on our email list. Um, get those nominations in so we can build another great board. We have a great board right now and I look forward to seeing what 2021 can bring us. So. That's all we have for today. So everyone enjoy the rest of your day and thank you again for joining us. Take care. Bye-bye.